Okay, so welcome to the Chastity and Brian channel. I think we're filming now. I hope so. Uh, this is brand new to us to, to kind of try this this way of things, but. Uh... So what we're doing here is we are going for a drive so you guys can learn a little bit more about us. We chose to do it in this method because uh, from personal experiences, we know that people are more willing to share and talk when they're in the vehicle. Like Brian said, it's kind of like being in the womb. Nobody can hear you on the outside world except all of our wonderful viewers because we're hooked up to, you know. And I hope this happens like all over the world because I think that's where a lot of uh, connections are built when people are able to communicate on a deeper level when you don't feel like who's listening, who's what's listening? going so on. If you want to have that intimate conversation with a friend or a spouse or whatever it may be, instead of the coffee shop or the restaurant, try. Try going for a drive. Go for a drive. Because really you can say anything because you're alone. You're completely alone unless you decide to bring a Go GoPro and a microphone. And the rest of the world with you. So, you know, we're just doing that, but I don't recommend everybody does that. <laughs> So I thought we should, you know, learn a little bit more about Brian on this episode. So who Brian is, where Brian comes from, just so that our viewers can feel like they're more connected to I us. guess we never did that on our channel, right? No, we uh, haven't really okay. done that. That's, that was like the thought process. So I come from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, born and raised. I uh, lived there until, geez, when did I come? 2011. 2011. I... Jeez, where do you begin with such a big idea? That's a big topic. Well, let's start with, let's start with like, why are you, why are you in BC? Why are you in Fort Nelson? That's really kind of where things took off for me. Uh, in 20, 2009, I went to college. I uh, wanted to be an instrumentation technician, so I went to college for that. Kind of a last minute decision, and uh, so I just, in basically everything I've done in my life was like a last minute decision. I was just like, hey, this is a good idea. Let's I decided I was going to go to college in late August, which ah. if you know, is the absolute worst time to try to get a seat into a college program. It's like, yeah, yeah right. They'll laugh at you, right? Me, I walk in there, but I was, I was dead set on that. This something was going to come of this. So I walked into the door. I said, um, I'm hoping I can get into a program. Uh, I'm native. I have funding. Uh, can can we make something happen where I can get into the electrical instrumentation program? And he goes, "We got one seat left." See, destiny. And I was like, "I'm in. Uh, I'll do it." And geez, back then I was working these little piddly jobs. I was the assistant manager at the source. I was uh, working some side jobs with my boss at the time, and I. Uh, I just was making ends meet, but I had a purpose behind all that, which, I, which I'll get to. But I, I decided then and there, that's when I wanted to switch gears, got into college, uh, did the two-year program. I was set up for a third, actually. But I come out here in 2011, and even the teachers were saying, you should come back. Right. You should really come back. And I was like, okay, I will. Like, you did well. You know, there's no reason why you can't become a technologist. It's like, cool. Right, so that's the next level. That was in my brain. Okay, but what is an electrical... Instrumentation technician? So you basically, uh, I did a bunch of 
programs in and around that. So a lot of it's with uh, rotating engines, learning AC-DC power, uh, and the fundamentals of installing uh, electrical projects, okay. that sort of thing. It's basically the foundation to um, any direction by which you can go. If you want to become an electrical engineer, you got to start here. Okay, makes sense. So it was like the basis of everything. Uh, it's also the most intense, as I figured out, like Math City on <laughs> I was like, whoa, uh, it, it was unbelievable. But anyways, I got through that, it did well, and then I decided to come out here uh, because I couldn't find a job. I was like uh, doing these summer jobs and then I was like, I have to find something to continue on this because I don't want right, to sit so on my education. you were more in your field. Yeah, yeah, I was really driven to do something with it because I, 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 it's not like me to sit and rest on my laurels for too long. Right. I'm like, let's go and get this. I replied everywhere four times, show up in person, just being that nag, right? And it didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And I was just like, mm, well, I can't sit here forever. So I went out west. Uh, there was an opportunity to get a job and uh, got hired right away. And that was the last 10 years of my life. So yeah, it was just all like that. But I was super driven and motivated because I had racked up a bunch of uh, credit card bills. I was, a, uh, as they say, a money moron. I had all this money that I really didn't have, messed it up and I needed to get it fixed. So I had this ingrained motivation to be like, okay, if I have to rejig the plan, then I will. And I opted out of the third year in order to get my life affairs in order. Right. Which I successfully did. So that's just like a side note there. When you go into college or university, everybody's willing to hand you money. But you oh, have to pay it back, yeah, so that's the key. Totally. If you take that money, it's like there is a payback plan. But because you're fresh into the credit world, you have no bad marks. And everybody's like, choo, 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 take this. Oh, it was unreal. It I is was unreal. like, 10 grand? Really? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And so when you're young, you think, oh, that's awesome. But I can afford these payments. No, you can. No, reality you can. sets in. So keep that in mind if yeah. this is about to be your future. That was a hard lesson. And it's something that I really love to parlay on to people when they're getting up in the world, especially when you're younger. Being mindful of money. Oh, that is such a hard lesson that took years of my life to figure out. I don't know though that if anyone can learn it before they learn it. I feel like people have to feel that one. Even even a general consciousness of yeah, the true. value of money. That it's not just always there or, no. you know, I, I think that was my whimsical thought. Like, you're just going to hand me money? But there's got to be more around the corner. Well, that, that's not the case. And I really... Uh, yeah, I learned a few hard, big lessons in, in that pursuit. So that's something that anybody who's younger, I'm definitely gonna take time to say, you know, five bucks when someone just hands that to you, think about what that means in terms of your sweat labor that took you that five bucks. Like it, right. there's more to it than just what it's is given bucks. to you. Yeah, totally. You kind of lose sight of that when, it, when you just come into certain monies, right? Yeah, I agree with that. So I came out of it. I got, I, claw, I clawed my way to that money pit and I was like, well, I've been out here for a few years now. Uh, the option to go back is kind of fading because if you're not fresh, great right going to the next course, 
Like it's just too intense, right? It would be such a hard thing to pick back up. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, is if you do end college and then decide to go back to college, it's not as easy as it sounds because now you are used to money in terms of an income. Yeah, oh so yeah, that happened the, too. Right? Yeah, to yeah. take the income away, is that feasible? And you know, there's so many kids who they're like, oh, I'm just going to take a gap here. And it's like, ooh, that scares me. Because once you have payments and all of those things and you've tasted what it's like to have a paycheck, yep. it's really hard to go reverse. Especially in my upbringing, I wasn't born into any kind of upstanding wealth. So uh, when I started to see something more than what I was getting up to this point, I started to feel a different level of responsibility that I wanted to kind of grab onto and, and learn more about. So yeah, it drew, it drew me in. I don't feel cheated out of not going back to the third year. I honestly feel like I made uh, just a journey difference. Right. I consciously made a decision to say, I want to do something more with my life that's a bit different. I feel like I accomplished what I needed to get what I needed out of electric field. Like I I wanted to know some of the theoretical basis of it. I needed to know how to interface with people on a job site, got all that. And so I was like, you know what? You, you could do anything. It just upped my uh, ability to interface with people. And I believe that's what college did. It gave me a taste of like-minded people that I really connected with. That made a difference for me. And that is something that I tell people a lot about. It's like, just what you get out of being around like-minded people that are equally as driven as you is is like so inspiring. And getting, when you go to college or you go to university, whether it's a trade or it doesn't matter what, or a degree, it doesn't matter. It's just that changing your lifestyle yeah. to seeing what really is available in the world. Because if you never get out of your normal comfort zone, you don't really know what you're missing. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. You have no idea. Yeah. Whether you're from a city or a small town or whatever, you get in this pattern and it's like you're in holding pattern. So unless you do something different, you're kind of just there. And I've always kind of been that exploratory uh, young boy in my mind, I guess, that right. wanted to know what was over the next mountain kind of thing. So uh, it just kind of uh, found its way into my life in a similar fashion. Once I got out into the world, had these skills, I learned that I also had another skill. I knew how to talk to people pretty cool, like pretty well. I knew how to uh, make people feel good. Mm -hmm. And that was that was something that I started to foster in the job that I was in for the 10 years. And I really wanted to grow that. It was until you messaged me and we kind of started going on this journey uh, that that came into an even bigger full swing. That you didn't know really how to utilize. Right. Because you don't right. really know. And again, we talk about that taking a pathway and kind of mixing it up. And when your pathway gets a little harder, you know you're on the right pathway. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if there isn't a struggle or some sort of hardship along the way, question what's going on. Because you're not living to your best potential. Nothing's too easy or nothing's free in life. <laughs> right? You definitely got to work at it. That's it's, it costs money or it costs time and yep. both are you know high value so you really those were some big 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 lessons i learned in life man i really i can't stress that enough that time is is probably the most valuable thing you could give to something and i always felt that as uh, even a gift to people is your time yes 
because if you pass away, there's no more time to give. It's a finite amount on this planet. It is the most valuable thing you could give to somebody. And you literally have no idea when it can happen. Yes. It's just like yeah. instantly. So when someone spends time with me, I feel that same gratitude of like, you took time to, to communicate with me in some way. And that's, that's the most valuable thing you could give. You know? I agree. I agree. If someone is willing to put time and energy into you, whether it's teaching you a skill or just listening to you, I mean, there's really nothing more they can give you. Yeah, exactly. And no amount of money can make up for what that equals. It's it's literally, as Visa would say, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Visa commercial now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Like, um, even throughout college, I had these events happen because I was still working at, at um, uh, the source by Circuit City. Uh, this one particular gentleman would always come to my store and he respected me. He would come and say, I want to talk to Brian. And his name was George, George Soyat. He was, uh, was an old timer. He'd come in, I want to talk to him. Why do you want to talk to me, George? Why? He said, because you tell me the truth. You don't try to sell me something. You, you, you ask me what I want. Based on that, you sell me exactly what I want. I said, well, that's kind of how I live. I, I know the source didn't like it too much. Right, because you're not upselling. <laughs> but in my mind, I had the most faithful customer base in the world because they would continue to come back no matter what, hand over fist. And so that was like, you know, the, the turtle and the hare the turtle won the race no matter what because it was consistency, right? So that's kind of where my strength was in selling. Anyways, George uh, had this deteriorating health. Every time I'd see him, every every couple weeks, he'd come in uh, and something new would be wrong. And one day, both his legs were gone. He was in a chair, in, in this electric chair. And I was like, George, what's going on? He's like, ah, just having some health problems. You, you, you couldn't get him down. Like, I'm like, someone who lost their legs and like, he's he's still smiling and happy. I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy. I developed this really close relationship with George. And I ended up going to his house and helping him install some of these like routers and things like that. And his mom was, he lived with his mom. And uh, she was 80 something. It was Margaret. And she, nice as pie, oh man. And it boiled down to this one time, I remember, uh, he called me, he said, Brian, can you come and help me? I said, sure, George, I'll come over there. So I came over there and it was really sad. Like he said, uh, hey, um, don't mind me, please uh, don't don't judge, I'm just, I, I can't get out of bed right now. Um, you know, I just, like, he was in a really bad health state. Like he, he had soiled himself, he was just, he goes, no one can get me out of this bed. These nurse workers can't get me out of the bed. And I said, so George, don't worry. Don't worry, I'm not judging you. I said, I'm gonna come in there. I'm gonna get your chair. We're gonna get you up and out of there. He's like, how are you gonna do that? He's a little bit of a bigger guy. And he goes, how are you gonna do that, Brian? I said, tell you what, you sit up on that bed and you give me a hug. The hardest hug you've ever given me. He goes, okay. I said, give me a hug. And then I grabbed him and I pulled him up and I put him in his chair. And it, he was so happy. He's just like his face lit up. He's just like, no one, no one could do that. And I was like, it's okay, George. I'm like, 
I still respect you as my friend. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not looking at you any less. I just want to communicate with you and help you in any way that I can. And so when I sat him up, we just had a little conversation. I cleaned him up, changed his bedding and everything was good. Helped him out with his electronics, helped his mom there, and then went about my day. A couple weeks later, um, it was the strangest thing. It was uh, winter break for college, yeah. right? And I don't know, it was the middle of the night. I don't know why this came about. This is so bizarre, but I had this inkling to call the hospital for no reason other than just this thing popped in my head. I called the hospital and I said, hey, is uh, George Soyad there? They're like, holy crap, I can't believe someone called back. There's no next to kin. He's uh, on ICU. Uh, he's going to die. Someone's got to come in and, and check this out. And I was like, whoa, okay. In the middle of the night, come down there. And I, I can, it, it's the first time in my life I ever watched someone pass away in front of me. And, and it changed me fundamentally. It really struck something in me. And I remember looking at him and he was still kind of breathing on those machines, you know that? And I'm sitting there and straight faced, calm and cool. I lean into him, I said, George, I'm here. It's okay, can let go. I take care of everything from this point. He died. Beep, just like that. I have chills. It, it it messed me up for a little bit, but I was like, I need to be strong for his mom. I for need to mom. help He's facilitate. And oh, that was even harder. Now, watching a man die is one thing. Telling his unknowing mother that her son died. I had to call her and it, it still bugs me to think about that moment. But I heard her moan when I said it in this eerie way, like pure sadness, like the... I know this nice. No, just I know this, the sound uh, you're talking about. I, it's, oh man, it, it never leaves you. It's at your core once you've had to do something. Seriously, like the intensity of that moment really stuck with me and I I valued life and time it really came to me and I was like Margaret I don't know how to say this to you I really have a loss for words other than to just say it said your son passed away I need to take you to see him and that's when I heard the cry and I was like Whoo! I don't ever 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 want to have to do that again <laughs> it's not that's like, not an easy thing to do but then woo. i feel like i feel like in that moment you should feel privileged because yeah. a someone chose to pass away with you there knowing you had the strength to deal with it and b you had the privilege to share that intimate moment <sighs> with his mom not i'm not saying like that's yeah, what yeah, you want yeah. but i think you have to take privilege in it that absolutely it was like wow those are life-changing moments that you were a part of someone's life and that you were valued enough to be a part of. I, you know, it's funny. This is the first time I think I ever shared this story with you. Like, that's... Uh, and this... <laughs> so if you're watching our channel and you're watching this, this is in real-time stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see this. This is why... This is why I selected Brian to do this. Yeah. Not like I have some superpower that I selected you. 
But you know what I mean because you maybe have, you do. Maybe I do. Yeah, right. But because it's like you're a real person, you've been there and you've seen things happen and you've learned to cope with those things and it's that life experience really gives you wisdom. Uh, you know, the, it's it's the building blocks of of being able to make decisions with with wisdom behind you and know outcomes and what to do and how to handle yourself and how to help others in in trying times i really had a lot of those moments occur in my life where when people say i have some sort of wisdom i think i know what they're talking about to some extent i agree with you and if if you're watching this and you don't feel like you have that then you need to start living live with wise or <laughs> i speak english uh speak live with your eyes wide open right experience really life just kind of absorb every moment like you may not experience that moment ever again and that's kind of what i've always tried to do is just really absorb every passing moment and especially in the most trying moments so if you're having a hard time things are busy everyone's kind of calling you at the same time those are the moments you really got to stop and look and see through and see a lesson in there and say what am I learning from what this moment? What am I moment? learning and how can I be grateful that I'm a part of this moment? Because there is people who don't get yeah, to Yeah, well, yeah, that's right? exactly it. You don't, you don't know when your day is done and you don't know what you won't see. So don't leave everything for tomorrow. Seize the day. And, and don't even be afraid of it, something failing or something not going uh, according to plan. Oftentimes, that, that is uh, something that just stalls people from getting ahead in life in general. It's just... Isn't that the truth, though? If you if if you know a person who's never failed, they have never done a damn thing in their life. Yeah, totally. Because everybody fails before they become an NBA superstar or become before they become a movie star. They have lots of lost games and decline tryouts or auditions. Nobody makes it the first go. Man, even even in your case, burn burn down businesses and just all kinds of trials and tribulations like there's a profound respect for the stuff that you have endured and that was kind of what drew me to you because I, I knew that you had a lot of wisdom of your own in personal experiences I was like wow okay you obviously have a different lens when when you speak to somebody and it comes from all of these experiences at the same time it's true. It's sometimes like, I could do it Less experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, no one, no one wants to endure the hardships. But when you look at things retrospectively, you have a lot of safeguards because you know. Oh, I know. I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm about yeah. to get sideswiped. <laughs> right. There's there's wisdom in that experience. So there's always a silver lining in even the most darkest times of our lives, through deaths and uh, hardships or becoming broke. Geez, I've been there my whole beginning of my life, and and you know what? I don't regret that. I don't. Uh, I I don't think that's a bad thing. I've always viewed it as that it made me such a more grateful person. Right. When you don't have a lot, you tend to appreciate the things that you do get even more so. Right. So I looked at being uh, poor growing up as a blessing, and and I thought, wow, some people don't get the opportunity to see it that way. They they live life wanting wanting and, yeah. and it's never enough it's not, ultimately yeah, don't we know it we've right. had these conversations about people it's, lately it's the honest truth like you just you have to just live 
with what you have the best of your ability and just try to, you know, seize the day. Carpe diem, Right? It's been around since the Roman times, so it must be important. So if you stay tuned to the very end of this, you are watching the Chastity and Brian show and we're kind of doing a synopsis of who Brian is. That's so, only like a, a, a an eye drop. That's just a taste of it. So stay tuned to more episodes coming and please like and subscribe to our channel so you can see when the next the next videos come up. Thanks, Brian. It was it was good to like learn something I didn't know about you. Yeah, you're next. I'm, no. <laughs> ah, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. People don't want to know the rest of the story. <laughs> Thanks, guys.